Debbie had crying out to God, saying, Father, I need your touch. Receive that touch this morning in Jesus' name. Let the word of the Lord come alive to every heart today in the name of Jesus. The Bible said the word of Joseph came and the word lifted him from the dungeon and placed him in the palace. I declare this morning the word of God will locate you in Jesus' name. The word of God will set you where you belong to this season in the name of the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask that you flow to us today. Flow through this vessel, this empty vessel. Flow through this vessel unto your people. And let there be blessed in Jesus' name. Let there be healing in Jesus' name. Let there be deliverance in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Help me to welcome your neighbor as you take your seat. Say, neighbor, you're welcome. And um, the Lord will do you good today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for what God is doing in the midst of his people. The Lord is doing great and mighty things in our nation. The breaker anointing is breaking truth. And so let every heart be encouraged. God has taken over the affairs of this country. We are not despondent. We are not demotivated. Our heads are not bowed. We are not confused. Because the lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome. And so we are here to declare over Nigeria, you have overcome in Jesus' name. Things are working for you, Nigeria, in Jesus' name. The man after your heart, the father has taken over in Jesus' name. We thank you. Hallelujah. I know some of us were discouraged when you heard that the election was moved and all that. But God, everything is working out for our good. Amen. I want to thank God for this great privilege. I want to thank God for our senior pastor for also giving me this opportunity. Today, we are talking about preservation and uncommon favor. These are two powerful insights that they could stand on their own. But for us to have double dose, the Lord is giving us double for every trouble in Jesus' name. We are having preservation and uncommon favor. Our senior pastor, I've talked about what uncommon favor is. Something that you know this is just nothing but the finger of the Lord. Something that is out of the normal. God just decided to single you out from the backside. He just brought you to the front. Without, you don't have the credentials. You don't have the documentations. You don't have what it takes. But because of God's favor, he set you on high. I declare this morning the Lord will set you on high in the name of Jesus. Wherever you have been crawling by the reason of today's ministration, the Lord will break the yoke of calling in Jesus' name. He will set you upon your high places in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bible to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. And verse 21 and 22. Exodus chapter 3. Sorry, Exodus chapter 3, 21 and 22. He said, I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor... Namely, of her who dwells near her house. Articles of silver, 
articles of gold and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plumber, plunder the Egyptian. He says, but every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near your house. Let me start by saying you have to be careful who is dwelling near you. You have to be careful who is dwelling near you because so much is hinged on it. If you are dwelling beside the people that have wrong mindset, if you are dwelling before beside people whose hearts are wicked towards you, there's some things you don't get. You can imagine in this scenario, assuming the neighbor is someone that they are keeping malice with one another. Or somebody that does not like you, you won't be able to go. Because you will be afraid. He said, those that are dwelling near you, he said, ask them of silver, ask them of gold and clothing. And these things you shall put them on your sons and your daughters. In other words, your children shall enjoy what their parents did not labor for. Your own just to go ahead and enjoy. Because he said, I will give these people favor. Favor had gone ahead. And when favor goes ahead of you, every other thing is in place. Let's open our Bibles again to the same Exodus. I'm going somewhere and I need you to go with me. Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. Let me read 21 to 23. Exodus chapter 12, 21 and 23. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you via their blood. We are talking about preservation and uncommon favor. He said you will kill a lamb and you put the blood on the lintel. But now we have the lamb that was killed, that was slain before the foundation of the world. That is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He was killed before the foundation was laid. And the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking. The Bible talks about the blood of Jesus Christ that is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus Christ is a speaking blood. And so he says, when you put that blood on the lintel, I will not allow the destroyer to come into your house. You know that what we have an insurance that darkness may be upon the whole universe. For us, there is light. Things might be happening. They might be dying, killing, straight bullets flying everywhere. But the Bible says we have a speaking voice, the blood of Jesus Christ that is speaking. So when the destroyer is going, from one house to the other and he sees the blood we are preserved and thank God today is our communion 
We are going to invoke the power in the blood of Jesus Christ for preservation over our lives, over our families. That anywhere they are, the blood will keep speaking in the name of Jesus. I said the blood of Jesus Christ will keep speaking in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 91 verses 7 to 11. Psalm 91 verses 7 to 11. It says, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Whether you are going by road or by air, whether you are traveling by road by air, or whether you are you are on the sea, he said he will keep you in all your ways. These are the scriptures that I'm reading them so that you can get into our spirit. That when the enemy comes. And he's speaking something contrary. He said, no, you came later. This is what the Lord has said. He said he will give his angels charge over you. So I need you to see angels of the Lord around you as you go about your business. As this election is coming up, there is so much, you know. But I need you to see the angels of the Lord surrounding you and your children. That whether you are there or not, the angel of God's presence is with them. In your situation, see the angel helping you through. That no matter what you are facing, no matter what you are going through, he said no evil shall come near you. It will not even come near your dwelling place. These are the scriptures that God has given to us for preservation. So when you speak them into your spirit, it will give birth to faith in your heart. So when things that are contrary are happening around you, you say, no, it is not my portion. Hallelujah. Now I want us to look at, there are keys we need to know to invoke this preservation and uncommon favor. It does not just happen. It does not just fall on us like that. So I want to look at the keys that will provide, that will activate preservation and uncommon favor upon our lives. The first one is upright living and right standing with God. Keys to provoke preservation and uncommon favor. The first one is upright living and right standing with God. Let's open our Bible to Job chapter 1 and verse 1. Job chapter 1 and verse 1. Then we'll go to verse 10. He said, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. Have you not made a hedge around him, Satan talking now, around his household, 
and around all that he has on every side, you have blessed the work of his hands and his possession has increased in the land. Satan was protesting here. He has been going round and round to see how he can afflict or how to break the hedge in the life of Job. It was even God that said, have you seen my servant Job? Nobody is like him. He said, why won't he serve you? Are you not the one that have done what make a, red, a, red, a hedge around him so that I cannot penetrate? The hedge did not just happen. It started in verse 1. The Bible said Job was a blameless man, an upright man. A man that had the right standing with God. If you want to enjoy preservation, you want to enjoy uncommon favor, uncommon favor that brings so much wealth. When a man is favored, he is wealthy. When a man is favored, things happen for him. And that was what Job enjoyed. He did not enjoy it because God just loved his faith. He was a blameless man. He was a man that walked in God in uprightness. Now, I want to ask you this question. Can you stand before the Lord and say, God, you know how I have been serving you uprightly? Can you say, God, you know I have been standing before you and I have a right standing. Righteousness is right doing and right standing. Can you say, God, I have been standing before you and I have been doing the right thing. We are in a dispensation whereby evil is so much looking like good. Lies look so much like good. Immorality is becoming something that nobody blinks. We're in a situation, we are in dispensation whereby people don't have the fear of God in their dealings again. You know that you are lying, you are cheating with someone that you want to do business with and you are still doing it. We're in a dispensation that people don't regard God again and we are claiming promises. Our pastor will always say you cannot claim um, the, you cannot, you cannot um, principles and create promises. You cannot be breaking principles and you are claiming promises. And that is why it looks as if our prayers are not answered. Is God deaf? No. Is God wicked? No. But he says, your sins, your compromises have blocked my eyes and my ears. I am not hearing you again. And so if you want to enjoy preservation and uncommon favor, then we need to set things right with God. We need to set things right with the master. People are no longer thinking about heaven. You know why? Because we are so much involved in the things of this world. It's okay. But as we are involved in the things of the world, remember that we are on a pilgrimage. We are here on a pilgrimage. We are passing through. And we are almost close to where we are going. You started the journey when you were born. And you keep growing and keep going. And where we are going is close. Because we are on a pilgrimage. This is not our home. This is not our home. And so if you want to enjoy divine preservation and uncommon favor, 
the first thing you need to activate in your life is uprightness. Right living with the Lord. May the Lord give us that grace to do so in the name of Jesus. I said, may the Lord give us the grace to do so in the name of Jesus. I have something I've written here. It says uprightness is established. I say uprightness establishes a hedge of divine protection around the person. It said to live uprightly is to live securely. To live uprightly is to live securely. And to live carelessly is to live dangerously. I'll take it again. To live uprightly is to live securely. To live carelessly is to live dangerously. When you are careless, you are living a dangerous life. Because anything can happen except the mercy of the Lord. But if you want to live a secured life, then you live uprightly. But when you live a careless life, you don't care. You do what you want to do. You feel, you feel it, you do it. I feel like doing this, I do it. There are many times we feel like doing some things and they are not the right things. Now, the fear of God will make you, no, I will not do this. There are times I feel like doing some things. But when I remember I am accountable to God, I don't do it. So, I need us to know that it is not everything you feel like doing that you do. Anytime the devil comes and is telling you, do this, try and weigh it. Before you do it, what I want to do, will he give glory to the Lord? And when you are able to answer that question, you go ahead and do it. Praise the Lord. Number two key to provoke what we are talking about this morning is dwelling in his presence. Dwelling in God's presence. Psalm 23 and verse 1 to 4. Dwelling in God's presence. If you want to enjoy continuous preservation and uncommon favor, you must dwell in God's presence. Psalm 23 and verse 1 to 4. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie in green, like down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. But the first thing is, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When the Lord is your shepherd, that means he's around you. He's the one leading. His presence is so much with you. He's always there. And when God is your shepherd, then you can talk about other things that happens. When you dwell in God's presence, you can talk about preservation. You can talk about uncommon favor. You can talk about being safe. He said, because you are my shepherd, I shall not want. Everything is working for me. Even those things that look as if they are not palatable, everything is working for my good. You know why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. 
I am not saying because you carry God's presence, everything will work out fine. Even when it's not working fine, you know because I'm a carrier of God's presence, it will ultimately work for my good. He said, you may not see the wind. You may not see the rain. You may not see the, 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 the what now? The rain. He said, but the valley shall be filled. I may not see it. Because I am a carrier of God's presence, the favor shall speak for me. I may not see the wind. I may not see the process. I may not understand what God is doing. But because I am a carrier of God's presence, I just trust him. The presence of God is a preserver of life. If you need your life and your family to be preserved, then cultivate his presence every day. Don't leave your house until you are sure, you are sure in your spirit that you are there. You have connected. And that is why we wake up early in the morning. It's early in the morning will I seek you. When you see God early in the morning, it's activating his presence. So as you go through the day, you are sure that no evil shall befall me. They am preserved because the presence of the Lord is with me. There is a song that we sing. It says, my song every day, Father, nearer to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer to thee. Draw, draw me nearer, nearer to thee. Draw me closer, Lord. Draw me closer, closer to thee. Oh, draw. your shepherd, you feel his presence. And that is where you can summon to whatever comes your way. You ride. It's as if you are gliding in the air. You know why? Because we are so sure of his presence. And we need his presence like never before now. Dwelling in God's presence. No wonder Moses cried. He said, Father, if your presence will not go with us, do not take us from here. Just leave us here. Because if your presence don't go with us, we become vulnerable. Moses was so sure of God's presence. He knows that when you carry God's presence, you are preserved. And that was why as a leader, carrying the children of Israel, they wanted to cross over. He said, if your presence will not go with us, don't take us further. And God said, I will go with you. My presence will go with you. I will give you rest. That is what happens when God's presence goes with you. So, if you want to enjoy uncommon favor, 
things happening for you when you are not qualified. I have enjoyed it so much in my life. So many things that something happened somewhere. And we went for a meeting, you know, in the, I think it was in Transcorp. There was a committee that federal government set up on, um, on entrepreneur and so many things. So I needed to be there with one or two persons. It was a high level meeting. I don't even know how I got, I got into it. And so when we got there, there was this, there was a material that was supposed to be given. But somehow we, we got there late. And we were there, we were late because we were not informed on time. The day we were told it was late, but we needed to go because already the meeting has started about a day or two before. And when we got there, they refused to give us the package. Everybody had gone and all that. They came back, they said, sorry, we cannot give you the package. So when they came back, I didn't say anything to any of them. I just left them and I went out. And after some few seconds, I came back with the package. And they say, Miss Fever, how did you do it? Somebody say, ah, forget her, you don't know her. I said, smiling. In my mind, I say, it is not me. It is God's favor. So many situations that others have gone to and they were turned back. But somehow, the favor of God is speaking. You know why? Because I am always conscious that it is not about me. It is not me. It is not me. It can never be me. It is he that is dwelling in me. And that's the same thing this morning we are talking about. When you are conscious of he that dwells in you. He said, he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you know that he that is greater is in you, you go without confidence. Here yeah, there are times you are turned down. It's okay. It's not every time. But you are conscious of he that is greater. And that is what I want to release unto us this morning. When you go with the mindset of God's presence, you enjoy uncommon favor. You enjoy divine preservation. I decree this morning that will be your oppression from now in the name of Jesus. The next thing we want to talk about is kingdom service and assignment to provoke divine preservation and uncommon favor. You must Give yourself to a kingdom service and assignment. Kingdom service and assignment. Exodus chapter 23, 25 and 26. Exodus chapter 23, 25 and 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be buying in the land. I thought someone would say amen to that. I will fulfill the number of your days. In other words, you will not die before your time. Please, let's go back to 25. But this can only happen 25, please. 
if you serve the Lord your God, if you serve the Lord your God, if you serve the Lord your God, we are talking about kingdom service. We are talking about kingdom assignment. Ask yourself, are you involved in kingdom service and assignment? What are you doing for the master? What are you doing for the master? He said, take my hands and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moment and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Has the master taken your hands or your legs or your heart? Has the master taken your resources? Are you so full of excuses? Excuses where you cannot do some things for the master. There are so many of us, the blessing that God has given to us has become an excuse why we're not serving God very well. There are some of us, the things that you don't have has become an excuse why you're not serving him. Kingdom service is a key for us to enjoy favor. Unlimited favor. You begin to see things you did not pray for. And you begin to ask, where are all these things coming from? Kingdom service. Kingdom service is not about your money alone. Your time. Your privileges. The opportunities you have. The connections you have. Use them to service the kingdom. It is not about money. It is not about money. Your beauty could be a service unto the master. When you are beautiful, you know it. And you use it to bring people to the kingdom. It is not to use it the other way. Whatever God has given to you, whatever advantage you have, you see need to service the kingdom. There are some that can enter some places that you and I cannot enter. Those are the opportunities and advantages that God has given. Using it to service the kingdom. Assignment for God is the answer for preservation. If you are praying for preservation and uncommon favor, then assignment, assignment, kingdom service. I said here, addiction to God is the secret of protection of life. Being addicted to the kingdom. Not full of excuses. The truth is that if you want to give excuses, you will have so many. It is not always easy. You know why? Because the flesh will always fight against the things of the spirit. There are some times you want to come to church and your body will tell you, no, just rest now. From Monday to Saturday, you have been busy, busy, busy here. Just rest. God understands. And before you know, you say it's true. And Sunday is the only time you have. Tuesdays, you don't come for service. Wednesday, you don't come. You are not involved in the choir. You're not involved in the protocol. You are not involved in anything. On Sunday, you just drag yourself. And when you're even coming, you come late. You ask yourself, is that fair? 
the God that has given his only son, Jesus, he paid the price. He, he carried the shame. He was not sinner, but he carried the sin. He did everything. Now he's asking you, just serve. Serve me. And you are giving him excuses. The question is, is it fair? You are the one that will answer that question in your heart. Let the spirit of God minister to you. Kingdom service, our daddy here have talked so much about it. 2019 should be a different year. It should not be like every other year that you will come and you sit and you will go. Giving, you are not given. Helping out, you are not helping out in anything. You are not, you just want to sit down and go. No. There are times that some things you do that you don't need prayers. You know why? Because you are serving God. And because you are serving God, God will make sure that he's serving you. It's like our phone. Our phones are so important to us. We need them to be charged every time. You know why? Because they are servicing us. You are expecting calls. You are expecting things that will help you. And so you make sure your phones are in order. If anything happens to that phone, you will not be happy. And that's the same thing that God is expecting from us. God is saying, if you are serving, your, serving my purpose, you are building the kingdom. You are putting smile on somebody's face. You don't need to pray. Before you call, he said, I'll be there to answer. And so this morning, I want to challenge us that if you want to keep enjoying uncommon favor and preservation, it will not just drop on you like overripe mango. No. You need to activate it. You need to provoke it. And these are the things we're talking about that will cause you to enjoy it. Activating the key of kingdom service. Very, very important. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 17 and 18. Malachi chapter 3, 17 and 18. He said, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Let's go back to 17. He said, I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Preservation is God sparing us. And God is saying, I will spare you. Like my own son that is serving me. Are you serving God? Are you serving his purpose? Can God say, is that woman, that man, oh, he is mine. She is mine. You are the one that will set your heart and know that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is someone getting blessed this morning? Is someone being blessed this morning? Praise the Lord. You are so quiet on me this morning. 
Number four key is prayerfulness and watchfulness. Prayerfulness and watchfulness. Esther chapter 4 and verse 16. Esther chapter 4 and verse 16. He said, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mates and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She did not just bump into the presence of the king. He fasted. He prayed. Thank God we just finished 30 days of fasting. And I know we shall reap the reward this year in Jesus' name. Prayerfulness and watchfulness. Being prayerful. Very, very important. He said this kind does not go out except to fast and pray. So there's something that does not happen except there is fasting and there is prayer. And if you need, don't pray, you will not get it. He said this kind, there's some kind that don't go out. You need to fast, you need to pray. When you pray and you are watchful, the Lord will lead you away from evil. We have had testimonies of our brethren that the Lord moved them away from the bomb that happened sometimes in, in, in Abuja. God moved them away from it. So many things that happen when you are prayerful and when you are watchful. God will see to it that what happened to others does not happen to you. Let's open our Bibles once again to Mark chapter 1 and verse 35. Mark chapter 1 and verse 35. It said, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. He rose up a long while before daytime. And we're told that he always woke up around 3 a.m. A long while before daytime. And he began to ask, Jesus Christ, you know Jesus, the son of God, but he needed to pray. He needed to wake up very early to pray. And he began to wonder why. He is the son of God now. But he was setting a pattern for us. He woke up a long while to pray. I was in a meeting on Saturday, on, um, on Friday, you know, and there was one woman, she's a palm sec. She said her day starts by 3 a.m. And I was looking at her. She's almost 60 years old. He said, my day starts by three. I said, no wonder you are really enjoying so many things. The woman, her life is born to love testimonies. Go fighting her battle. Turning things are for her. I said, no, it's no wonder. He said, my day starts by three. Some things don't just happen. 
when you see people out there enjoying some things, even as a church, when a church is prayerful, when a church, when the members are prayerful, you will enjoy a lot of favors. Things begin to happen. Things don't just happen when there is so much prayerlessness and excuses. If you want to enjoy uncommon favor as a church, as a family, as an individual, you need to be prayerful. And not just prayerful, you are watchful. We are going to ask God, deliver me from the spirit of laziness and prayerlessness. In the place of prayer, there are some of us who cannot just hold on to prayer for 30 minutes. It's either you are sleeping or you are tired, you are weak. When you are praying, someone was saying something. He says, some people are speaking in tongues and they are doing Such thing does not kill a fly. This morning, as no pastor took over the prayers, he said, when you're praying corporate prayer, you have to speak out. You have to make it loud. Because the devil you are dealing with is deaf. He's deaf and dumb. He's hard of hearing. Prayerfulness. If you want to enjoy some things. There was a place we read in, in our house church yesterday. He said, I have given you Sihon, the king of Amorai. He said, God, I have given it to you. He said, but you need to contend with him in place of what? Please, where is that passage? Can you help me? All right. He said, rise, take your journey and cross over the river. Thank you very much. Media. He said, rise, take your journey and cross over the river Anon. Look, I have given into your hands Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. God said, I have given it to you. Then why isn't I saying engage him in battle? In other words, in order to pray. You need to pray. It's our year of kings and what? And kings, kings and priests. It will not just happen if you don't pray. Everything hinges on prayer. So if you are not ready to pray, don't expect it. It is not something you just say. You don't wish it. The Bible says men ought to pray and not faint. Many of us are fainting. You know why? Because of pressures of life. Because of things we are going through. We used to be fire for the Lord. But because of pressures, because of things that we are going through, our spirit is going down. But this morning, by today's communion, you shall be set on fire again in Jesus' name. Men ought to pray. Then he spoke to them. That men always, always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Always, 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 all the way ought to pray. So when we call for prayers, don't move back. I say it is not for me. You will need it. And some prayers you are praying, it's like you are depositing in, in your bank account, in your in account, prayer account, a day will come. When you might not be able to pray, but because of what you are deposited already, 
the angels of the Lord will go and break it out. So whatever is making you not to pray is not helping you. Receive that grace this morning in the name of Jesus. I said receive that grace this morning in the name of Jesus. He said men ought to pray always. I have given you Sihon, but you need to engage him in battle. The last but not the least here is the release of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's open the Bible to Psalm 5. The book of Psalm 5, 11 to 12. He said, but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. No. Okay, that one is okay. But go to Hebrews chapter 12, okay? Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24. Let's go to 23. Move it to 23. Let me start from 23. To the General Assembly and Church... 22, please. Okay. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speak better things than that of Abel. That tells us that the blood speak. The blood speak. The blood speak. Every blood speak. I want us to know that. Every blood speak. And that's why they were saying, ah, the innocent blood is crying out against the Nigeria, but the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking for us. He said the blood of Jesus Christ speaks better things. Every blood speaks, but the blood of Jesus Christ speaks better things. It speaks preservation. The blood speaks uncommon favor. The blood speaks healing. The blood speaks deliverance. You are the one that will determine what you want from that blood. And thank God today's communion, you are going to make demand on that blood and say, Father, let the blood of Jesus Christ speak this for me. Are you going through a battle right now? And it looks as if the battle is so fierce against your life. Begin to invoke the blood to speak victory for you. Hallelujah. Whatever you are going through, the blood speaks better things. The blood is speaking better 
that what you are going through, are you going through rejection? Begin to decree, let the blood of Jesus Christ speak favor over my life. What is it that you're going through? I want you to provoke that blood this morning. The blood that was shed on the cross. And the blood is still speaking. What is it that the devil is confronting with? with? If you look at, let's go to the book of um, Revelation chapter 12, please. Where he talk about, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Revelation chapter 12, is it verse, is it 10 now? 11. Let's go to 10. Let's start with from 10. He said, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. We have an accuser of the brethren. <laughs> that was what happened to Joshua the high priest. The accuser of the brethren came against him. And he said, no, this one, he's carrying a filthy dress. Nothing good can come. And because of the mercy and the speaking voice of the blood, God said, remove those filthiness from his life. Because this man must fulfill his destiny. I declare this morning you will fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Whatever is speaking against you, we are going to provoke the blood of Jesus Christ. Whatever is speaking against your destiny, against your family, against your marital, your finances, your health, you are going to provoke the blood of Jesus Christ. You are going to say, devil, keep quiet because I have a better voice of the blood speaking for me. We are going to make it our prayer this morning. That in any way the enemy is speaking against your life because of whatever. It does not matter. What matters is that we have the blood that speaks. He says, but then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. They overcame the accuser of the brethren by the blood that speaks better things. We are going to invoke that blood this morning. Whatever the enemy has been telling you, I remember when I was pregnant, the devil will always tell me, this pregnancy, you will not carry it to term. He said, this one, you will not carry it to term until the blood spoke for me. So whatever it is that the enemy is whispering to your ears, you are going to remind him of the blood this morning. He said, they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb. Shall we stand to our feet this morning? By your blood, you cross principality. Oh, Jesus. 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 
authority.
of the speaking voice of the blood of Jesus Christ begin to release the blood to receive, remove the garment of rejection anywhere there is filthiness in my life rejection, invoke the blood of Jesus Christ to remove every rejection, every shame, every reproach that makes people not want to help me I invoke the blood of Jesus Christ over my life today let every rejection be removed every filthiness be removed everything working against me that makes me not to receive favor. Oh, blood of Jesus Christ, I invoke into my life, into my destiny. Begin to invoke the blood on all your ways. He said, No evil shall come near your dwelling place. Begin to invoke the blood over your journeys this year, over your journeys this month. Let the blood speak for me as I go by road, as I go by air, as I go by boat. Let the blood speak for me. My blood shall not be shed because the blood of Jesus Christ has been shed for me. The blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Oh, blood of Jesus, fight my battle. Oh, blood of Jesus Christ, fight my battle. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh, blood of Jesus. We invoke the speaking voice of the blood of Jesus. I release it right now over my life, over our assembly, over our children, over our husbands, over our wives, over the works of our hands in the name of Jesus. for the blood to cleanse you everywhere you are sinned against the Lord and because of that sin you don't have the right standing with the Lord begin to say the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse me from every unrighteousness I plead the blood of Jesus Christ for forgiveness for cleansing for every act of disobedience immorality whatever it is that you have done that the enemy is holding against you begin to plead the blood of Jesus Christ Oh, blood of Jesus, oh, blood of Jesus, begin to invoke that blood for healing right now. As we take today's communion, I provoke the blood for healing. If you desire healing and deliverance, begin to provoke the blood for healing, for deliverance, for victory, victory over evil, victory over shame, victory over works of darkness.